it is so exciting to be sitting here. Yes, just to be sitting here. I'm just so excited to sit here. We're looking at chapters 15 through 18 and 30 because we're looking at two women from the Bible and we're going to learn from their mistakes because there's so much that we can learn from the mistakes. So if you have the time, please read those passages so you can get all the details, all the nitty gritty, amazing things of the story. Um, if not, I'm going to just spew out a quick summary of what it's about. I might not even get all the details right. Don't hold me by my word, okay? I am not perfect. I get pronunciations all incorrectly done and my grammar's all whack. So we're looking at the story of Sarah first. God gives Abraham a vision that he will have a son that will be connected with the lineage of Jesus Christ. So an amazing blessing. And then later, Sarah doesn't have a son or Sarah doesn't have a child. So she says, hey, Abraham, go sleep with my slave Hagar. And so that's how they get Ishmael. And then later they get Isaac and a lot of craziness happens. But that's where we're going to stop. But the second part of the story of Rachel now, I just want to start from the beginning because this is really interesting. Jacob liked Rachel. He saw that she was beautiful. So he's like, hey, man, to the dad, I want to marry her. So he's like, okay, work seven years and then that will be the bridal price of my daughter, Rachel. And so he does. And then he ends up not getting Rachel on his wedding night. And it turns out it's the older sister, Leah or Leah or however you want to say it. And so he's like, man, you tricked me. So he's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's the older sister. So that's how the order works. So if you want Rachel, you have to work another seven years. So he does. I know, very crazy. And he does, and he ends up having Rachel as well. So obviously, Rachel's the favored wife, the loved wife, the beautiful wife. Unfortunately, Leah was not described as beautiful. But then, Leah's the one that received all the children. She was bearing children from left and right, but Rachel was not bearing children. She was childless. She didn't like this and she got mad at Jacob and Jacob was like, it's not my fault. I'm not in God's place. You know, I'm not God. I can't do this. And so Rachel said, hey, sleep with my maid. And he does. And that's what happens. And eventually Rachel gets a child from her own womb. So that's where we're gonna stop. I know, that was just a crazy modern day summary of the story and where we're focusing on. So there are two parallels, two points that I want to bring up. The first big parallel is it has a lot to do with the theme of childbearing. So that's just a big parallel. It has to do with childbearing. The second parallel is the mistake that they made. They said, okay, we didn't get a child. Go sleep with my slave slash maid. And I just think it's interesting how both of their husbands was like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And, and they did it. They had no problem. It doesn't say that they, they fought against it. They, they did it. Okay. Um, I just thought that was really interesting. So that's what we see. But there's so much that we can learn from their mistake. When we see their mistake, I think it's very easy to look down on them. But I, I can only imagine that they were at this point of desperation that they told their husbands to go sleep with their slaves so that they can have a child. And that child didn't even have to come from their own womb. They just wanted a child. Like I can just imagine that they were that desperate that they wanted to go out and make their own way. And their desire, it's a beautiful desire to want a child. 
That's not the part where they receive condemnation for. The part that gets really twisted is that they went out of their own way instead of trusting the Lord. Our culture tells us that if we want something to go out and get it, to do whatever it takes to make your way. But the Bible tells us to wait on the Lord. The Bible tells us that God has his own time. And I think that's just such a hard concept to grasp. Our time and God's time. We might have a plan. We might have how we want things to work out, when things should work out, how things should work out. But we are not God. We are not in that place. And so with whatever it is that you want in your heart, whatever your desire is, our job is not to go out of our way and make it happen. Our job is to give that to the Lord and let Him make it happen. There are some differences in Sarah's and Rachel's story. In Sarah's case, God gave them a vision. And I'm sure when God gave Abraham a vision, he ran to Sarah and said, Hey, oh my gosh, we're going to have a child. And when Sarah saw that she didn't have a child, even though God promised her, she was discouraged. In Rachel's case, there was no vision. Yet in both situations, we are called to trust in the Lord. We can learn from their mistakes. We must learn that God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. So we must trust in the Lord. And so you guys take upon the mistake that they have made and apply it to your life. Not only is this relevant for me, but I'm sure this is relevant for one of you guys out there. So I believe that the Bible constantly stresses to trust in the Lord because it's very difficult to. We want to trust in ourselves. We want to trust in our flesh. We don't want to depend on anything. So you guys, let's turn over to the Lord and to depend on him and to trust him in all our ways. I hope that this was an encouragement in your faith to fight the good fight, and to hold steadfast. Bye, guys.